What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fierce, Favored, and Spiritually Grounded. I'm your life coach and host, Tanya Williams. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to thrive and survive in the midst of spiritual warfare. Now, spiritual warfare may be new to some of you guys, but um, or you may not have even been able to recognize what it was that's happening to you. But anytime that you start getting closer to God or you're um, starting church or maybe a Bible study, a small group, anything that brings you closer to God or closer to your purpose, um, you'll start experiencing spiritual warfare. And so, you know, you may say, well, I'm not really familiar with that. What do you mean? You'll just notice a lot of things starting to happen all at once. Um, a lot of distractions, a lot of things to try to that will come up. Like, say, if you're you have a small group or Bible study that you're going to, you'll notice every night on that particular night or day, whatever time that you're supposed to go, things will happen. Your kids will go chaotic. Uh, they'll need to be taken somewhere. Your car will have issues. Um, maybe you and your spouse will have an argument. You'll have to stay over late at work and things like that because the enemy already knows um, your purpose just as well as God knows your purpose. He also already knows, um, you know, he, he's trying to keep you from going to that next level. And so start paying attention to these type things whenever um, you're trying to really get closer to God and, or doing things to improve yourself. So um, we're just going to kind of go through some things today to just kind of talk our way through that. So, you know, you we all, I think as women anyway, we consider ourselves to be a strong person, you know, um, whether it's emotionally strong or, you know, we can handle a lot of pressure from working long hours, you know, day after day, or, you know, maybe we're the emotional anchor for our family um, and they're the ones that lean on us for support when things go on. You know, there are a lot of different kinds of strength, but the most important one is, you know, the strength you need in Jesus. A true Christian strength is not bodily strength. Um, It's of the spirit measured by your faithfulness, your trust, your perseverance. You know, God really wants us to be strong. There's so many things to fight in this world. You know, for instance, we can fight fatigue, sickness, um, our pain, you know, just death of loved ones, failure, or just, you know, just questions without answers in general. So, you know, we do fight in the world, but we also fight in the spiritual realm as well. So, um, the thing about the spiritual warfare in order to thrive in the midst of it, even, I guess, to overcome it, um, then we really got to understand what Paul means when he wrote the letter and he says, you know, for we struggle not against the enemies of flesh and blood. Our spiritual fight isn't against the physical being, but it's against the power that controls the dark world. You know, and then next, Paul even talks about, you know, that we have to stand. He repeats himself, stand. I believe he means several things when he's talking about stand. One, I think he says, you know, stand up to the power of darkness, defy them. You know, he also means withstand them, like don't give up. Um, he even mean, means, I believe, you know, stand up and be counted. You know, let everybody know where you stand. And sometimes it's at our weakest point when we're like in danger of falling flat on our faces. Um, but also like at the strongest point, we're in danger of becoming self-important, you know, um, just deluding ourselves or becoming vain you know, really defiant towards God in some short spiritual blind, I guess you could say. But the evil can't get us when we're weak and we're strong. Um, 
and get us with equal ease. So we're much more vulnerable than we think. So we have to go back to um, the Apostle Paul. The only thing is for us to do is put on our armor of God. You know, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, um, light in our flexible shoes, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. You know, um, in other words, the defense we have is in the gospel. When um, Christian community wills the gospel, you know, we don't hide in a corner, huddle together to protect ourselves from, you know, the world, but we stand together and announce the truth at God at all time and all places. So I think when Paul was imprisoned in Rome, um, you know, the Christian community there was tiny, five houses, churches, you know, 75 Christians maybe in a city of a million. But yet Paul wanted to get to Rome to share the gospel. His prison um, accommodations, you know, were what he had in mind. I don't think, but um, he was there and he could, you know, wield the sword of the spirit. The gospel is good news, but think about it. 75 Christians in a city of a million isn't much, but they were in one spirit knowing God provides for God's people. And in their spiritual conflicts, God must be put on the armor of God provides. So at once and having put it on the armor of God, God's people must go out into the world with the sword of the gospel and just win greater and greater victories, you know, spreading the word of God and the love, the joy and the peace that comes from, you know, relationships with God. So if many of you may not even be familiar with Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 20, which is talking about the armor of God. So if you're not familiar with that, I suggest that you um, look into it and really read up on it, study it. And, um, you know, I've even before I've led a small group called freedom. And that was one of our things that we used to go up against the enemy. And I don't know how, um, you know, I would record it and I would listen to it every day on my way to work. So I don't know what type of spiritual warfare, you know, you've ever encountered if it's just starting if you've ever had like some really major spiritual warfare um i know for me um there's levels to this i've encountered um different different levels i guess depending on um my level of how much i'm studying and things like that you know but the thing about it is, you know, we're in a battle in this world, a spiritual warfare battle, and we may not see it, and, you know, we might forget it's there, but the enemy would love nothing more to fill our minds with discouragement and defeat. So, if you're a believer who's, you know, living like salt and light in the dark world, you won't go for long without encountering spiritual warfare through obstacles and attacks that he'll hurl in your direction, you know. There's nothing that really we can do to stop the attacks, but we don't have to let him win. You know, God reminds us in his word that to stay aware of Satan's schemes, to live alert in his world, and to stay close to him. So, God gives us specific instructions in his word. He gives us all we need to stand strong in his life and have victory in battles um, over our minds, our heart, and our souls. But yet, too often, we race through, you know, busy, full days, ill-equipped, and just unprepared simply not aware, you know, what we're up against or who the real enemy is. So, spiritual warfare is not giving the devil more attention or focusing too much on his evil wills, but biblical warfare is making ourselves more attentive to what God is doing and remember to stand firm in him and fight our fiercest battles. You know, there's power through the Holy Spirit, his word, and prayer. 
And we can be confident that he is always with us, leading and covering us from behind. So we're going to kind of talk about um, some, I guess, red flags to look for for spiritual warfare for, for some of you who may not know what to look for. So one of them, like I said before, is like sudden or extreme troubles, losses, and trials. So um, th- that's a lot of things that he will try, you know, um, like in Job 1-2, Job's life um, was an example to us of what it might be like. You know, the devil went to God to ask him if he could torment Job, thinking he would, you know, just try to leave him away from the Lord through, you know, just struggles he faced. As we know from the book of Job, the righteous man stood strong. And, you know, through, though it seemed that he was losing everything dear to him, he knew that God held him secure through all losses and hardships that fell around him. But God will never allow the enemy to have full control. He doesn't have the final say-so over our lives. And we may face battles and attacks in the world, but we can trust in our God that he will shelter us through it all. And number two, you'll have attacks of physical danger, illness, or, you know, just life-threatening loss. Um, You know, and we know from God's word that the enemy wants nothing more to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. And, you know, just like in John 10, 10, He's a thief, a roaring lion that preys on God's people. He desires to silence our voices and take us out of this world and to shut off the light of God's love and hope through Christ. You know, many of us experience near-death experiences, uh, terrible illnesses and things like that. And yet God intervened to keep us here longer. You know, there's many stories in the Bible where God's people were under attack, physical attack and danger. And so many miracles that God performed to bring them safely through. So even when it didn't make sense, even when it seemed to be the end, even like Daniel facing the lines, you know, his attackers thought he'd be going in the morning. But God intervened and shut the mouth of every line. So be assured, God is still shutting the mouths today. So if you're facing attacks and you feel like your life has been threatened, our God is still a miracle worker. Uh, the third one is increased temptation and luring towards sin or wrong choices. You know, though we live with daily struggles and temptations all around us, many times there are spiritual attacks on our lives that put us at greater risk to go astray. Um, it's a little battle, a ruthless one, and the enemy will fight against us. You know, he desires not only to bring us down, but also those around us. You know, he loves to see new stories splashed across headlines, you know, of believers who have fallen or have made bad choices. Um, he loves, you know, just among Christians and wants nothing more to break up families and even relationships that we hold dear. So we got to stand strong and stay aware. Don't give him a foothold in your life. Don't give him even an inch or a room. You know, he'll come in and wreak, <laughs> wreak havoc and lead us astray faster than we know what even happened. Um, number four, you may have feelings of overwhelming despair, darkness, or fear. You know, many may struggle with anxiety and fear. Uh, or be facing depression and mood disorders or even mental dis, uh, illnesses. But often the attacks of spiritual forces against our lives raises the intensity of even greater degree than normal day-to-day struggles. It's ruthless, um, you know, but we feel alone and completely overwhelmed when we're stuck in a deep fear of despair. So just recognize the darkness for what it is and stand strong. Uh, Number five, you may have a deep confusion feeling of condemnation, guilt, or dull spiritual awareness. Um, This last one can really be difficult to see through at times because his attacks um, can be so subtle 
and happens so slowly over time, but when we stop and look closely, we call it out for what it really is. You know, a slow or a constant pulling away from God's truth will leave us feeling confused, irritated, conflicted. Um, you know, we may have generalized, generalized feelings of guilt or condemnation, and we just can't seem to shake it off. We've lost our desire to even press in and pray, or we're too busy. That's the biggest one, I think, sometimes, because again, like I said before, distraction. You know, we've got too much to do, uh, even good things. We're not in God's Word. We're out fellowshipping with believers, somehow believing the lie. Um, you know, we can do this lie thing all on our own. I say it all the time. Teamwork makes the dream work. You know, there's... You you can get through it alone, but God doesn't intend for us to do it alone because we're better together. And, you know, um, so we, we've got to get out of the trap and wake up, you know, stir yourself, your action, and know God's power is greater breakthrough than the trap of condemnation and confusion. So God even reminds us in his word that he's not the author of confusion, but of peace. And that's in 1 Corinthians 14, 33. He tells us there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And that's Romans 8, 1. You know, his spirit will bring conviction over sin to us, um, you know, he'll draw us to himself and show us that what we need to do and what to make right or whatever. But within that great hope and grace is not a ruthless condemnation voice. So anytime you feel condemned, that is not of God because God is very gentle with us. Um, and remember, the enemy is an opposer. So anytime he says you are something, you say the opposite and say, I'm not that. Or if he says you you can't do something, you say, I can do that. You know, God arms us with the sword of the word of God, hope to stand against the enemy's lies. You know, he equips us with strength, energy, wisdom, discernment through his own spirit to stay strong in the battle. And he invites us to spend time with His him in, our, in his presence through worship and prayer. You know, so... I'm, I'm going to also offer you um, seven things God offers us to stand affirm against. The gift of the Holy Spirit. You know, God fills us with strength, riz, <laughs> like I said before, uh, wisdom and discernment through His own Holy Spirit. So, stay strong in the battle. He never leaves us to fend for ourselves or fight on our own strength. Um, and two, the armor of God. God reminds us uh, not to go into the day without being prepared and equipped for battle. Again, he tells us to take up his full armor and each stand against the enemy's scheme. So each piece has a specific purpose and is designed for our protection and covering. Just as a soldier would go out to battle, you know, we, we have to do that ourselves. And again, look up Ephesians 6, 11 through 17 and read through that whole armor of God. It, it really is powerful. Number three is prayer. You know, God invites us to have a relationship with him. He desires for us to spend time with him in his presence, knowing him more. And he reminds us of that constantly. Um, you know, his word of importance of prayer and the power that's found there, he tells us to pray without ceasing. And even when we don't know what to say, he tells us that the spirit intercedes for us. He never leaves us to fend for ourselves in the dark world, but reminds us that he's constantly with us, fighting for us, even when we can't see it. Number four, his word. You know, he arms us with the sword of the spirit, the word of God. Just stand against the enemy's lies. Praying God's word back to him is a powerful weapon against the forces of evil. It's truth going into the enemy territory. It reminds us that God knows 
our way and understands what we face today, but it also builds our faith and our trust in God. It guards our hearts and focuses our mindset back on Him. The Number five, the power of praise. I, I love this one. I don't know if you guys have ever been in the dump or you've had anything to really go on and just really distract you. Um, you know, you've just really been in a funk. For me, it's praise and worship. You know, praise invites God's presence. He dwells close to us when we praise Him. And praise is a powerful weapon as well. It makes the enemy flee. It pushes back the darkness of the surrounds, the blocks, attacks, and, you know, just hissing lies over us. Trust me, the enemy will not stick around if we're praising God. He will fight our battles for us. Um, in the story of Josephat, we see God miraculously defeating the enemy because of the people's obedience to praise him. And so if you're having a hard time and, you know, you're just struggling through the day, listen to you some praise and worship music. I'm telling you, it is a game changer. You'll feel within probably the first song, if you just really get into it, you'll feel that burden or whatever it is just lift. And it just changes. It's almost like it gives you hard to describe it's almost like it makes your worries go away or it gives you that extra uh, you need to really get through the day um number six obedience to christ (laughs) now this one can be hard at times but our willingness to obey the words and commandments of god um in a world that would just walk away you know on our own way is huge it sets powerful example and says that we're willing to die to our own desires and live for the glory of god But, you know, it never happens naturally. (laughs) You know, we still live in the flesh. Our own desires and sinful nature will fight against it every step of the way. So it's a daily choice that we have to be um, make and we'll be careful with every thought, you know, to take up our cross daily and follow God in our own way. Um, And it, it, it is hard, but we can do it and you have to want to do it. Um, you know, even on those days that, um, you know, we're just not feeling it, you have to make the conscious decision to do it. And last but not least, number seven, the blood of Christ and the word of our testimony. Oh my gosh, we are overcomers in this life because he's overcome and our lives are hidden in Christ with God. So no enemy obstacle can touch our souls. So when we've been set free by the blood of Christ, the power of his sacrifice, of on the cross we have a new identity in him you know we've been bought with a price we are not our own but we're covered by grace and forgiveness of jesus so we live victorious and no demon or darkness can ever separate us from the love of god um that's in christ lord jesus so um you know there is power in the name of jesus and even in revelation 12 11 it says they overcome him because of the blood of the lamb because the word of their testimony and they did not love their life even when faced with death so when we belong to christ the enemy never has the final word in our lives we are secure in god's hands so press on and be courageous and um, i thank you guys so much for just always tuning in and this concludes this episode of Thriving and Surviving in the Midst of Spiritual Warfare. Again, you can always check me out on Facebook under Tanya Williams Life Coach. I'm under spiritually underscore grounded on Instagram. Y'all don't forget to, if you haven't checked me out already, check me out on YouTube under Tanya Williams Life Coach. And um, go on Amazon or check out... Um, I have a website, TanyaWilliamsLifeCoach.com, and grab my book called The Best Version of Me. In this book, I share some of my most 
uh, I guess you could say shameful secrets of my life. And I just give biblical tips and ways that I overcome those to help you get through them. It's a lot of things that I think a lot of women or young girls have experienced. And um, I just really want to help you become the best version of yourself. So I put myself out there to do that. So um, again, if you have any that you would like me to discuss any topics or anything always feel free to email me at tanyawilliams01 at gmail until next time